Hello, thank you for joining me. This is Professor Alistair Duff and the Research Rules Podcast. This is a series where I take a different topic each time. I'm going through the alphabet. I started, of course, with A, did anonymity, B, bibliography, C, copyright. You get the idea. Well, I'm on to F, and I want to talk about fieldwork today. Let me start with a definition. This is from Harry Walcott's The Art of Fieldwork, where he defines it as a form of inquiry in which one immerses oneself personally in the ongoing social activities of some individual or group for the purposes of research. I will actually depart from that definition in what I'm going to say at certain points. Let me just cite a few classics of fieldwork, acknowledged classics, excuse me. One is Margaret Mead's Growing of Age, Coming of Age in Samoa. She also wrote one called Growing Up in New Guinea. Coming of Age in Samoa involved her fieldwork with young women and others in Samoa, which is in the South Pacific region, and a group of islands, I believe. And she discovered that uh, young women in Samoa were quite loose in their morality before marriage. And she reported this, and it was quite controversial at the time. This was 1928 when it was published, her book, and uh, people were not happy about it. And in fact, a detractor came along a few years later and said that these young women had been playing her for a fool and were actually quite strict and had made up stories just to, um, you know, have, have some fun at her expense. I can't enter that controversy, but it's quite interesting. It's certainly a case of fieldwork, isn't it? And another one is Manuel Castells's The City and the Grassroots, more recent work. This is one that I've studied in great depth, and it is an absolute masterpiece. It's a study of different ethnic groups and lifestyle groups in San Francisco and other places, and it really is a marvellous piece of fieldwork. Castells himself says he's still going strong, he's written many books, and he has said that that was the best empirical work he has been able to do, and it certainly is. It's interesting, at the end of it, it's got a very long methodological appendix, and if you want to find out about how how high-quality fieldwork is done, I do strongly recommend you look up that appendix. More recently, in my own research, I have seen references to two books that have intrigued me. One is about the Waste Pickers of Montevideo, which is the capital of Uruguay, in case you didn't know. And the author has spent time, its participant work, participant observation, with Waste Pickers of Montevideo. And these are people who have to 
eke out a living by scavenging on the rubbish tips that you find outside the capitals on the on the outskirts of capitals in developing countries. There are whole industries of people. Isn't that shocking? And this scholar has presumably done some waste picking themselves since it's called participant observation. I'm looking forward to reading that. And also another one called Jan um, Cultures at Silicon Valley by Jan English, English excuse me, Lewick. Um, I have actually read this one, and I've even interviewed the author, who specified that her name, although it's spelt L-U-E-C-K, is pronounced Lewick, as in Buick, Buick, she told me. And she has spent actually decades studying the cultures of Silicon Valley in California, and she's been embedded with tech companies there. And her work really is is absolutely excellent. She's the world authority on the cultures of Silicon Valley. So these are, you know, works of field work on a large scale, which uh, are respected. And you might want to look up one or two of these if you are serious about field work. Now, I'm aware that many of the students who are listening to me, many of you who are privileging me by listening, will not be doing large-scale field work like that. You won't be like the anthropology student who spends a year, you know, in a developing country or whatever, or an archaeology student who spends six months out in the field. You're probably just going to be doing smaller-scale field work, such as interviews more locally, um, survey questionnaires, and so on. So I want to speak about just the practicalities of basic field work. As I've said in previous podcasts, you have to start with literature with reading to read your way we all do out of ignorance you don't have to read everything unless you are a phd student um but at master's level honors um you know undergraduate level you you would not have to read exhaustively but you need to read quite a lot in order to you know accustom yourself to the topic and how previous scholars published scholars and authors have gone about researching on your topic or similar you know an area similar to your topic so you need to find out who are the main players and specifically you need for today i would like to emphasize you should look at their methodologies and find out what methods They've used what protocols, what approaches, and it is perfectly in order to use their methods. You would want, of course, you'd have to cite them, um, but you would obviously update it because you're coming to the topic after them, and you might well want to tweak their methods for your own purposes. But really, you build on those who've gone before in field work or any other kind of empirical work indeed on any kind of research at all you build on those who've gone before so 
Let's imagine you want to use questionnaires. You want to interview people out in the field. I'm not sure that remote interviewing would count as field work.、Uh, I would like to think that you would want to get out into the world and actually meet people, and you would have to come up with interview schedules to guide you as you ask questions of your subjects, and also. You might want to make field notes because often with field work, it's not just a question of interviewing people and getting data from them. But you want to feel, as well as you know, think. You want to get the vibe of the place. You want to observe how people are living. That's part of field work. I have some experience in this myself, going out to Silicon Valley in California. That's where I interviewed. Jan English Lewick,、um, and many others, and I wanted to not just interview, but to feel what the vibe is that everyone was talking about and still talks about in Silicon Valley, which is the home of, you know, Facebook, Google, and you know, Uber, and pretty much every other company that's、uh, dominating our culture at the moment. And yes, I observed. I visited the campuses, as they call them, of various top tech companies. I seem to remember being thrown out of the car park of Facebook by the security guard.、Um, anyway, that was fun. And I also participated in certain things. For example, I went along to what's called a co-working space, which is big in Silicon Valley, where you. Basically, go to、um, a room full of computers, and you you hire them, and you you're alongside, a bit like a gym. You're alongside other budding programmers and entrepreneurs. So I went there to observe, to look and learn. To quote an, the name of an old boys' magazine, now defunct, "Look and Learn," and that's part of field work. But mainly, you will. Want to get some answers from people, and that raises the issue of how you record it. This is an issue for field workers, and I suggest that you have a tape recorder, or, you know, nowadays an iPhone. The audio on smartphones is now excellent, and that is a perfectly acceptable way of doing field work. You don't need a sort of fancy. You know, specialist recording、uh, machine of some kind. You can just use an iPhone. I do or smartphone. I do recommend though that you also take notes when you're talking to people with your, you know, scribble notes down. I wish I had shorthand. Some of my journalist friends do. I don't. But anyone can scribble down a few of the things people are saying because at the end of the day, your smartphone might malfunction. And in any case, when you write up your research, it's often much easier to go from your written, handwritten notes, and then you can cross-refer -re for exact wording to your audio file. So I do strongly recommend that to you. And you've got to get it right. I remember I did some other field work in London, where I interviewed some top newspaper columnists, and. I got an interview with Boris Johnson before he became prime minister. He's gone back to journalism, I note, having、uh, stepped down as prime minister.
But um, he, you know, I brought in a tape recorder and he moved to another side of the room and I thought the tape recorder would pick up what he was saying because the room was silent, but actually the recording is very low volume and not very good at all. And that's a great shame because, of course, it was quite a coup to get an interview with the man who would become Prime Minister. Uh, so that was... Um, a disappointment but I do have a rough recording of it and I'm glad I, I'm glad I have that as well as handwritten notes he was charming by the way I don't like his politics or most of them any more than most people in Scotland <laughs> Scotland excuse me but <laughs> he's certainly an engaging personality so yeah you need to make sure you get a record of your interviews and preferably two records of your interviews, or a record in two forms, and uh, then it's a question of writing it up. And I'm not going to go into details of writing up research today, but just, uh, you know, I was hoping to give you some practicalities about basic field work. If you are doing a PhD and, you know, doing larger scales um, work, then you will have lots of advice on that from supervisors but this is just a basic rough and ready introduction to field work which is a wonderful way of doing research meeting people but that brings me on to what i hope is crossing your mind which is the ethics of field work and really it has to be front and center because field work is as i've said meeting people and often participating with them for whether it's for a day an hour a week or six months or a year um, whatever it is you are working with human subjects and you absolutely have to make ethics central to the project and of course ethics which I actually covered last time under e in the podcast series ethics involves usually in fact, always informed consent. And it's important you get consent, but you need to realise that fieldwork can be messy. I did some other fieldwork with homeless men in a city centre, and some of these men were not literate. So they couldn't, you know, fill in a fancy form for us, and we had to get audio you know, verbal consent from them. So you've got to go with the flow and work with the, you know, the constraints of the situation. Fieldwork is heuristic. It's based on trial and error. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not always clinical and clean cut. We're talking really about qualitative research, not quantitative research when we're talking about fieldwork. So consent of some form is important. And there's another matter I want to suggest, and that is that you need to treat people with respect. I would almost say with love. And in my case, this involved providing food for some of these homeless men, taking them into McDonald's and giving them something back because research helps the researcher, helps you get an article out and helps your career. But what about the population you're talking to. Make sure they get something out of it 
as well. That is the alpha and omega of research ethics. Well, that's all I've time for. This is Professor Alistair Duff and the Research Rules Podcast. I've covered fieldwork today, and next time I'm going to cover G, something beginning with G. So I hope you'll tune in for that next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.